everyone, welcome to the pod. My name is Paige. And I'm Emily. And I'm Mr. Green, furiously walking to the courtyard to stop this high school brawl about to go down. And I'm one of the students in the courtyard praying that this high school brawl will go down to brighten up my Monday morning. And you're listening to Tuesdays Are for Twilight. All right. Happy another Tuesday. <laughs> How's it going today? Um, well, school started for me today, the last semester of school, um, so that's super exciting. I am taking a restorative art class where basically we have to learn how to do restorative art, um, which is kind of like rebuilding facial features and like cosmetic makeup and, or yeah, mortuary cosmetics, there we go. And for the the like final project, we have to choose a model in our life and we have to take a photo of their face and then we get this fake plastic skull with a bunch of modeling clay and we have to sculpt their head. And then you post the photo with it side by side. So like one side is the face and one side is your model of the face to see how accurate it is. And yeah, I'm really excited, but also very nervous. What did you think of my suggestion to do Jeff Bezos? Well, I, it has to be someone in person. So like, because I have to do measurements on their actual face. Who's to say Jeff Bezos wouldn't let you do <laughs> measurements on his face? I don't want to get close to Jeff Bezos's face. Me neither. I just want you to make him out of clay. Simply because then we could use him like a pinata after you were done. Hmm, I love that idea. <laughs> Maybe just make him just like as a, just a backup. <laughs> Okay. I did post on my Instagram on my private story asking for local models who would be willing to participate in this activity. And this is a little deceitful of me, but it ended up working out. So one of my friends from Tribal Rights, um, which is the jewelry and tattoo studio um, that's across the street from where I work, uh, I really wanted to ask them, but I felt like it was weird to be like, I want to sculpt your face because you have great bone structure and I need it to, you need to actually look and pretend like you're dead when I take the photos. And yeah, please no smiling. You have to look like a, a body. Um, so I didn't want to be weird, but I really wanted to ask them. So I posted on my private Instagram asking for, if anyone's interested, like, let me know. And they responded and said that they were interested, but I did it because I was like, I bet if I advertise, I bet they would want to do it. And I was right. So it ended up working out in my favor. Hell yeah. I love that energy. <laughs> I did not see that on your private story. Did you take me off? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I think you're on there. I posted it like 20 minutes ago. That's probably why I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> Me and Paige are about to beef on this podcast because she took me off her private story. <laughs> no, I'm 100% sure you're on it. I know, I totally <laughs> am. Um, what's new with me? I got a raise for the first time in my professional life. Everyone say, hell yeah, Emily. Hell yeah, Emily. <laughs> you know, it's not much, but I'm very proud of myself. Every little bit counts. So true, Bestie, especially if they resume these loans on us. I, I'm so sorry. I, like, I was just talking about this with Liddy, and 
the pandemic has just kind of like really disrupted everything, but especially that, like it's been this like peaceful bubble of students being like, okay, I'm not drowning right now. I'm not floundering, but that bubble about to burst. Yep. Here's my thing. I won't get too far into it, but I'm like, if you could go two years without it, you can go another eight until I pay mine off. Yeah, that's very true. Anyways, um, did you look at the Discord? I forgot to ask you off air, but do you know if we can we can use it? Okay, so here are my thoughts. I feel like it's definitely possible logistically. I'd like to try and experiment. Maybe we could do that sometime. But basically, um, there is a way that you can screen share on Discord and also be like there as a entity. Um, so we could, in theory, do, like, if, are you able to watch the DVD on your computer? Do you have a way of doing that? No. I could do it on my computer, um, because I have an external DVD player. Um, so we'll just do an experiment at some time to see if, like, I'll just put any DVD in, and then, um, we can... I'll screen share and see how it looks. Because then that way we could even do like our actual voices in the chat or even our video. But I don't know if we would want like everyone's video or everyone's voice. It, I think that there's a way to limit it to just a chat feature. Um, but like, like I said, I want to like experiment and see what we could do. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's do that. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely a program or, like, a system that's made for, like, online gaming, so it's kind of geared towards, like, being friendly in a, we're going to be talking in real life and also video chatting in real life, so I'll have to see if, like, we can just turn that off, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think if nothing else, like, we could pay the $3 to rent it on YouTube or Amazon Prime or whatever, mm-hmm. and then screen share and do Skype, because I have done that before. Long story short, stay tuned. Yes. Okay. Um, this week we read another chapter of Eclipse, just one. Um, chapter three, Motives. Let's hear what you thought. Boys, please, you're both beautiful. <laughs> Is that really the point, though? I just... This chapter was such a pissing contest. Why? I mean, I feel like that's just how it's going to be for the rest of the series because now they're both vying for Bella's attention and they hate each other. And, like, there's going to be no... Someone's going to be unhappy in this and everyone's going to be arguing all the time. So, like, all I could think of was, like, can we please just have some civility? Can Can we please not be doing this publicly in a high school? Why? What is this all about? I feel like there was also, like, it was, like, diet racist. I don't know how to, I don't know how to say it. A lot of really racist microaggressions in this that I picked up on because I feel like I've better educated on the topic. I don't think I would have necessarily noticed this if I read it in high school or middle school. Um, So, yeah, that was great. Really great. Um, And... 
more Edward lying, more Edward secrets. Just, you know, that's my favorite part about this whole series is just seeing how depraved this man can get. There's an ambulance going by. Um, for anyone who might just be dropping in and listening to this episode as their first episode, I don't know why that's lunatic behavior, but everything Paige just said was sarcasm, just in case you you aren't familiar with how we work. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I, could, I could be more clear about my sarcasm. I mean, most people, I think, have gotten the memo by now. Yeah, probably. If you're jumping in on episode 60, that's kind of your own business. Although, welcome. We'd love to have you. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> episode 60, are you serious, bro? We gotta do something for episode 100. It'll probably be the worst possible chapter. Yeah, it'll probably be, like, the climax of Breaking Dawn. I don't even know. We'll see. Hmm. Okay. Well, before... I mean, the primary plot of this chapter is the thing with Edward and Jacob. But before that all happens, Edward and Bella are coming home from their trip in Florida. And Bella's kind of reminiscing on an interaction she had with her mother, Renee. And my whole thing about this is, like, since when is Renee this smart? Since when is she observant? They act like it's, like, and by they I mean Bella and also Stephanie. She acts like it's, like, a given, and we know, and she's just reminding us that she's, like, so insightful. And all this stuff, I'm like, since when? Yeah, she wasn't super insightful when Bella was in the hospital due to falling out a window, quote-unquote. Yeah, and the whole thing that, like, we learned in Midnight Sun was that she's, like, super self-centered, so she doesn't really notice other people besides herself. Yeah, it, like, it it made me super interested, and if Renee had been a different character in the beginning, I would have been like, whoa, that's, like, like she's really perceptive. I mean, it, picking up on those subtle clues, like... Yeah, she's super smart. But knowing what I know about Renee from before, I'm like, these two, th- these two things don't add up. Yeah. I need some more receipts. <laughs> you know the equal sign with the dash through it where it's like, does not equal? Um, Twilight and New Moon Renee does not equal Eclipse Renee. They, they just don't. Agreed. Agreed. Um, basically, the gist of it is that Renee kind of confronted Bella about how serious Bella and Edward are and how protective he is of her and how he seems to be Bella's whole world and she like adjusts even her small movements to like be in tune with him and it's just like I guess Stephanie just wanted to like really hammer this home I guess and she had no other way to do it other than using Renee even though it made no damn sense but I'm like we already knew about this why not use Phil I know nothing about Phil but like he would have been a blank slate and he would have known Bella before so seeing the change of Bella from what he knew before to now I think it would have been smart and then Renee could have chimed in like what are you talking about we gotta go crocodile hunting and then they would go you know um that would make a little more sense in my opinion totally that's such a good point yeah I don't think, does Phil have any lines? I don't think so. He says, like, see you soon, I think, in the movie. (laughs) Is he? I don't even remember that. That's funny, though. 
Um, I literally cannot picture him. Like, I'm trying to picture him, and it's just, like, a man with a, a blurred-out face. Like, you know how they do on TV when they don't want to <laughs> encroach on someone's privacy? Yes. Can I just express a a book opinion? And not this book specifically, just books in general opinion. I hate this. I hate the sleeve cover. It's really annoying, in my opinion. I have removed my Eclipse sleeve color cover, and I refuse to put it back on until the book is done. I respect that. I keep mine on when we're not, like, recording, but right now it's across the room because I took it off and I threw it. <laughs> I, I'm i just like, stay, stop flopping around. You're distracting me. Yes. I don't really get the point. Too much plastic. Yeah, I, I love a nice cover. You can just print it on the hard book. Yeah. Um, just one other thing about this Renee situation. I cannot, I shouldn't be surprised, but on page 67, Bella basically implies that she has given Renee the sex talk, and that is inappropriate on so many levels. Yeah, I, it was a detail that did not contribute anything to anything. It did not need to be in the book. In fact, it contributed negatively. It detracted. <laughs> Stephanie owes me money for this. Agreed. <laughs> okay, so Bella manages to get Renee to kind of blow this off by making a joke out of it, which is kind of rude. But she kind of, this is all like a flashback. So we return to the present, and Edward and Bella have just gotten back to Bella's house. And Charlie's super excited to see Bella, not Edward. <laughs> and like basically, as soon as she gets in, to the house charlie's like you have to call jacob he's been calling me all day and before he can even get through that sentence jacob calls again so this is on page 71 i just want to read a little bit a little excerpt just so that i can really hammer home a point i'm, a, I'm about to make i grabbed the phone mid-ring and twisted around so that i was facing the wall hello you're back jacob said his familiar husky voice sent a wave of wistfulness through me a thousand memories spun in my head, tangling together. A rocky beach strewn with driftwood trees, a garage made of plastic sheds, warm sodas in a paper bag, a tiny room with one too small shabby love seat, the laughter in his deep set black eyes, the feverish heat of his big hand around mine, the flash of his white teeth against his dark skin, his face stretch, stretching into the wide smile that had always been like a key to a secret door where only kindred spirits could enter. It felt sort of like homesickness, this longing for the place and person who had sheltered me through my darkest night. I just, I do gotta say, spoken like someone who is not in love with him at all in any way. Yeah, the thing is, is that I definitely have friends. That's for sure. Um, I even have some friends who I'm not dating. Um that are of the opposite gender. And the thing is, is that I don't think that I would ever talk so eloquently about them. Um, this language is, yeah, totally 100% written by someone who is not in any way, shape, or form in love or want to be with Jacob, for sure. 100% platonic. Honey, this is tectonic. This is earth shattering. 
I hate it. It like gives me the creeps. Not because I hate Jacob, but I'm just like, this is messy. This is sloppy. Like, it, have you ever seen those those um those quizzes where it's like, what would you be? Would you be okay with this, or would you not be okay with your partner doing this? And it's like having a friend of the opposite gender, um, calling that calling someone from work their work wife or work husband, um, if if he liked her pictures on Instagram, how would you feel if your significant other referred to your arch nemesis like this? How would you feel? Would that be okay with you? Are you, do you feel safe with that? I don't know. I don't know. Now I would say if you have an open relationship, great. Like it's really great to see the best in people. However, I would describe the Bella Edward relationship as cinched tight. Good point. And I just want to say, if I was Edward in this scenario, I'm pulling in Olivia Rodrigo and I'm burning his house to the ground. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, this phone call with Jacob is very short. You know, he's basically just like, um, are you going to school tomorrow? And she's like, yeah, why wouldn't I? And he's like, I don't know, just curious. And then... He's like, I wanted to hear your voice. And then right after that, he's like, I have to go. And then he hangs up. So at first, Bella is kind of confused about this. You know, it doesn't really make sense, like, why he would call so much just to have, like, a 20-second conversation. Then later on, she deduces that he was checking to see if Bella was still human because maybe he thought that Edward flew her out of town to turn her into a vampire and then brought her back to her human dad's house. Make it make sense. I'm just, I know that we've talked about this before, but I'm so fucking sick of Bella's dramatic reactions. On page 74, she like drops some hamburger. I'm like, why? It's it's such a small thing, but it's so annoying to me. I'm so tired of reading like, I didn't notice as the hamburger slipped through my fingers onto the floor. Like, if it's if it makes you feel any better, I'm pretty sure this is not the last time in this chapter that she's gonna have a reaction like this. I hate it. I know exactly what you're talking about, and I hate that too. I saw this hilarious. Um, I want to say it was a TikTok. I don't know. It was a meme of some kind, but it was like. At YA authors, I'm literally begging you to stop using this sentence. And the sentence was, she let out a breath she didn't know she was holding. (laughs) That's how this feels. Like, every time Stephanie does it, I'm like, this is unrealistic, corny, and tired. I, I love this concept that Bella thinks that she's living in this big dramatic world and which she is don't get me wrong um and that she has these two men dueling over her and that like the forces of good and evil are fighting each other and like I'm just a regular high school student and everyone else in the school is like what the fuck is wrong with those two like why are they always acting so weird and I it's just I don't know it, I, I can't imagine any of this happening in an actual high school. Yeah, for someone who supposedly likes to blend in, Bella has main character energy out the wazoo. Edward as well. Oh, yeah, we knew that. He's this fucking center of the attention always, but... 
Did you ever watch um, uh, the Harry Potter musical on YouTube? Yeah, p- bits and pieces. I didn't. I, I like never sat down and watched it all the way through. I just whenever I picture Edward being dramatic for any of the listeners who are familiar, I always picture he's like Lucius Malfoy in that, like leaping around and doing ballet moves. I don't know why. It's just what always plays in my head. That's fair. That's funny. Um, okay. That's pretty much the end of that scene. Yeah, I have nothing to add there. So then they jump ahead a little bit in time, and it's the next day, and they're pulling up to school. And Edward's like, would you stay in the car if I asked you to? And Bella's like, no, which I respect. And she realizes right away why he asked her to do that, because Jacob is there. And, you know, he's got his motorcycle and he's clearly wants to talk to them. This is where the, as Paige was talking about, the racist microaggressions start because Bella refers to him as dangerous, even though she says it's like not through her eyes, he doesn't look dangerous. It's still like, even the fact that she's implying it is racist. And I I will get into it, but throughout, like all of the kids just looking at Jacob and assuming that he's a threat is it was kind of like gagging me I read it so many times that it was like I I got it you don't need to keep saying it I get it they don't like the way that he looks and they think that he looks aggressive I get it yeah and then it was further reinforced with like Mr. Green's reaction to him and like you know all of that mm-hmm. yeah I it was just it was I could have guessed in my mind that this is the way that the students would see um, kids from the reservation just being at their high school. Reading it over and over and over and over and over again was just not my favorite. Overkill. Yeah, for sure. So they do get out, both of them. They get out of the car and walk towards Jacob. I do got to say, these are two fucking zingers. On page 77, unfortunately, Edwards is even better than Jacob's because Edward says, you could have called us. Jacob says, sorry, I don't have any leeches on my speed dial. And Edward says, you could have reached me at Bella's house, of course. <laughs> I saw a Tumblr post that was like a picture of this like little section. And it was like um, just someone narrating it, you know, and they were like, Edward said, you're in her DMs, I live in her house, we are not the same, or something like that. It was very funny. That is actually, like, uh, culturally appropriate. That is 100% valid in 2022. Yes. Um, Not related, probably we'll cut it out, but I saw one of those literally today. It was a TikTok, and I sent it to Jacob, and it was, like, this girl just, like, posing or whatever. And it said, um, you're in his DMs. I'm farting in his sheets. We are not the same. Oh, my God. <laughs> my lactose intolerant bitches now. One of my coworkers at the funeral home, Ashley, she she hasn't been diagnosed as lactose intolerant, but, like, she's, like you, like, pretty positive that she is. And yesterday we got Qdoba because she wanted to try their queso mac, like their, like their mac and cheese queso dish. 
And I was like, did you bring any lactate? And she was like, no, I'm just going to see what happens. And I'm like, you know what's going to happen every it's like every other week. She's like, I'm just going to risk it. And we're going to see what happens. And then like three hours later, she's in the bathroom and comes out and is like, I shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, I I don't know what to tell you. Like, I'm not going to be the one to say, like, don't eat that. But I will make sure to ask, did you bring a lactate? Because I know what the consequences are. You know, sometimes you just have to suffer the consequences and live your life. Yeah, like, you know, people are allowed to eat what they want. (laughs) Okay, so Jacob is there basically to deliver a warning. This whole thing becomes unraveled because, of course, Bella has no idea what they're talking about because Edward has lied to her this entire time. Long story short, obviously, Edward got her out of town because Victoria was in the neighborhood. And that's what Alice saw in her vision last week that Edward gaslighted Bella about. So he took her out of town. She was running along the border you know, evading both the vampires and the werewolves. And then Paul and Emmett got into it. There was a little bit of a border dispute. No one got hurt, but basically Jacob is there to be like, don't let that happen again or else we'll fuck you up, <laughs> essentially. Um, I do kind of like, this whole thing is a pissing contest and frankly it's annoying, but I do kind of a little bit, I don't want to say I stand, but I do support Jacob's attitude in this scene. He's like, he does say, like, I think it's on page 80. Yeah, yeah. You don't think Bella has a right to know? It's her life. And I was like, that sums it up perfectly. Yeah. And keeping keeping someone in the dark about their own, like, literally their own life. That's so... Like, I don't want, it could be abusive. It might just be abusive adjacent, but it's not a good thing. It's just not, it's nothing positive about that. Like, I see what Edward was trying to do, but a person should have bodily autonomy over their own safety, you know? At least know what you're subjecting them to. Right. And tied in with the fact that he straight up lied to her face multiple times. Yeah, yeah. (sighs) It is a little bit jackassy of Jacob. Although, once again, I'm like, well, he's, it's kind of his right. It's his prerogative. He says, you know, you know. So after Jacob says Bella has a right to know, Edward says, why should she be frightened when she was never in danger? And Jacob says, better frightened than lied to. And Edward says, do you really think hurting her is better than protecting her? Because, of course, Bella, when she found out this information, had one of her very dr- dramatic reactions, which is what we were referencing earlier. And almost fainted, blah, 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 whatever. So Jacob, in response, says, she's tougher than you think, and she's been through worse. And it's clear, I mean, it was clear to me, at least, that he was, like, going through memories in his head of, like, how Bella was after Edward left her. Is that kind of what you picked up on? That is what I assumed it to be. Because I was like, what would Edward be ashamed of that Jacob knew he would have the upper hand on? And it was very obvious from... Um, the ending of New Moon, that that is something that he knew Edward admitted to him he was better at and was thankful for. So showing that in his mind would definitely, he knew it would hurt Edward. Yeah. It's petty, but again, it's his prerogative. He can think about whatever he wants. Mm -hmm. 
Edward doesn't have to write, read his mind. He he could simply say, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how he could prevent it, but I don't really care. <laughs> he could read Ben and Mike's mind. They're over there since he's so close with Mike now after offering to fix his car. <laughs> good point, good point. Um, okay, so then... Edward, you know, hears that the principal, Mr. Green, is on his way to break up this situation. And he tells Bella, you know, let's get to English so you're not involved. And Jacob says, overprotective, isn't he? A little trouble makes life fun. Let me guess, you're not allowed to have fun, are you? My note for this was, Jacob is spilling. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can't really, like, hang out with the Cullens and do just, like, regular stuff. Do they like TV? I don't know. I feel like Mario Kart, their strong stone hands would just break the controllers. (laughs) Yeah, he's spilling. (laughs) I love that. Okay. There's a brief discussion about how Jacob hasn't sold Bella's motorcycle, even though he told Charlie he would because it belongs to her. So that's still around. And then he... He says, you know, like, we could still be friends if you come visit me on my side of the line. And Bella's like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know if I can do that. The whole time Edward's standing right there. (laughs) And, you know, Jacob is clearly in pain about that. And Bella wants to hug him. But now Edward's, like, restraining her. This is all very healthy. So great. (sighs) So then finally the principal arrives. And, you know, he's like, detention if you don't go to class right now. And then Jacob leaves. And the principal tries to warn Edward to be like, don't, or tell your friend not to come back here. And Edward's like, well, he's not my friend, but I'll pass that on. Very, very mature. <laughs> I, this poor, this poor principal having to deal with supernatural drama from children. Literally children. So Edward and Bella go to class and they can't talk during class, but they pass a note back and forth. And I want to vomit. This is maybe the worst sentence so far. You literally know what I'm going to say already. This is maybe the worst sentence so far in the book. Page 86. I shoved the note at Edward. He sighed and then began writing. It took him less time than me, though he wrote an entire paragraph in his own personal calligraphy before he slipped the paper back. That's just handwriting. It's not personal calligraphy. It's just his handwriting. And since we're since we're on the subject, this pompous ass one percent motherfucker, of course his handwriting looks like this. This handwriting made me want to give him a, a what's the what's the thing called where you um put someone's head in a toilet and then you flush it? Oh a swirly? Oh. Yes. Yes. I, this seeing his personal calligraphy style made me want to give him a swirly. <laughs> like he's such a nerd. Yes. He's like an English schoolboy from like the 1800s. You, look, bullying is wrong. But sometimes, no, I'm it's always wrong. <laughs> Go off all over twist. <laughs> We we can move on. We can move on. <laughs> okay, so Bella's like, you better fucking tell me what happened. So 
Edward explains, you know, what I already had said earlier about the situation with Victoria. And then Bella's like, well, what about Charlie? Like, Victoria could have been after Charlie. You can't know that she wasn't after him because Edward, like, as soon as she starts writing that out, Edward, like, shakes his head and says no. But Bella's like, you can't know because you weren't here to read her mind. So, like, you don't know what her motivations were. Going to Florida was a bad idea. And then he distracts her. I'm like, Bella, stick to the fucking subject. But Edward distracts her by saying, you know, I wasn't sending you off alone because the plane would have crashed. And they just have this, like, stupid fucking conversation about, well, what were you going to do if the plane crashed? And Edward is just gross about it, and I don't care. Finally, Bella says, you will tell me next time. And he nods. I'm like, I want that in writing. I want his own personal calligraphy signing and dating that. I nothing nothing that comes out of Edward's mouth at this point is um is worth my time. And I know what you're thinking, Paige, this he wrote this. It did not come out of his mouth. It doesn't matter. It came from his creative pool and I got to say I I disagree. I'm not a fan. <laughs> Uh, I want that on a shirt. Nothing that comes out of Edward's mouth is worth my time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay, so then later on in the day, in Bella's class that she has without Edward, she overhears more racist. This isn't even microaggressions at this point. This is, like, just aggressions. It's a group of boys, Mike, Tyler, Austin, and Ben. Which, I'm like, Ben's better than this. Fuck you. Ben, I I was surprised that Ben was involved. He's a good guy. Yeah, I this is character assassination. I won't stand for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stephanie, you've already thrown so many characters to the dogs. Like you don't need to you don't need to do this with Ben. It's unnecessary. Basically, they're discussing like and placing bets on who would win in a fight between Edward and Jacob, and. Ben and Tyler bet on Edward, and Mike and Austin bet on Jacob. And then they all realize that Bella's listening, and, you know, they're kind of embarrassed. And then Mike, being the asshole that he is, the last sentence of the chapter, I still say Jacob, Mike muttered under his breath. What? Pissing contest after pissing contest. Truly. I do you got to know. Who would win, do you think? Mike or Edward? Or Jacob or Edward? Jacob or Edward. Obviously, Mike would get his fucking body crushed. That's why I was like, why are you even asking me? <laughs> you know what the answer is. Um, so, I feel like if I had to put money, I would say Jacob. If it was just a fight. If it were something for Bella or Bella-centric... I might go Edward because his tenacity might pull through. But I think just head-to-head vampire versus werewolf, I would say Jacob. Interesting. Why, why would you say that? Um, I just know, I mean, he he sparred with Paul super well. He, like, came out pretty much unscathed in that, I think. Um, or untouched. Paul was the one who was injured. And he's brand new. He also is, like... The, his bloodline, I guess, like he is from like the original werewolves. So in my mind, I feel like that gives him an, an a little bit more of an edge. He's he's got the good werewolf genes. Um, 
And then, I mean, I just think that he's a stronger character. His his muscle mass, his strength through the whole thing is, has always been talked about. And I don't know, I think, I think he could get the upper hand. And I think werewolves are supposed to, like, be able to take out vampires. So I know it's possible. Yep. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know who I would pick. It's a toss-up. Mm-hmm. I think all that's true. I think... It would my answer would definitely be Jacob if Edward weren't able to read minds. I think that tips the scales a little and makes it more even. I don't know. I didn't even consider that, and that is a good point in the other direction. Yeah. Anyway. Uh that's pretty much it. <laughs> Do you have anything we didn't cover? No, we got it all, baby. Okay. Um well for next week we're gonna read two chapters. So they're called Nature and Imprint. So let's hear some predictions for these next two. Hmm. Well, everything I've predicted has been so far off that it's like I really have, I'm trying to like really stretch my brain. Um, nature could be, I, I mean, I feel like Bella's going to go to the reservation soon. Um. So nature could be like her there kind of discovering the true nature of maybe like the werewolves powers or the true nature of maybe like Victoria's scheming. Like maybe she'll find out some more of like what Victoria has been doing from the werewolf side of things. So maybe seeing more of that or just literally spending more time in nature. <laughs> we'll see. Okay. And then imprint. I, it seems very animalistic. I don't know. I feel like, like you hear imprinting a lot with like animals. So that leads me to think it's going to be werewolf themed. Um, it seems like it could be some kind of like supernatural thing that I don't know about. Like who would be imprinting? What would be imprinting? I don't know. Something I don't I don't know all the the truth about yet, which is werewolfism. What do you think that word means? Like without any context of in this story. Well, I mean, in my mind, imprint is like like when a baby is born, like a chick, they imprint on their moms so that that's like or they imprint on like the first thing they see, which is most usually their mom. So they spend their time with that creature and like are consider them a a uh, guardian sort of figure so in my mind that's what I'm thinking it means like maybe the werewolves imprint on someone that they are close to or something like that I that's what kind of where my mind went okay interesting cool yeah I well this has been the 60th fucking episode. Full full size episode even. We've had more that have been bonus episodes, which is wild. It's been so quiet on our social medias lately. I don't know if it's because we don't always respond to you right away. It's not personal. Once again, I say it again. I was just talking to Paige right before we started recording. Y'all, I have three Instagrams. I am doing my best. So please don't feel like if we don't respond to you, we're ignoring you. You're annoying us. That is literally not possible. We love you. Send us whatever you want. 
I just kicked my door in the mirror on it. Wiggled. Sorry about that. Um, okay. Well, speaking now, you can hit us up on our social medias anytime with anything ever. <laughs> We're on Twitter at Taft Pod, T A F T Pod. We are on Instagram and Tumblr at Tuesdays After Twilight. Our Tumblr especially has been real quiet lately. Hit us up. If you want some longer form journalism, you can email us at TuesdaysAfterTwilight at gmail.com. Once we figure out, kind of iron out the details for this Netflix party that we're going to be doing to watch New Moon, that will be with our patrons and donors only. So if you're interested in supporting us on Patreon, that's patreon.com slash TuesdaysAfterTwilight. And as always, we will also accept... Anyone who donates to the Quileute Move to Higher Ground effort slash charity, you can find out all the information about that at mthg.org, and you can always just send us a, a screenshot of proof of your donation. Yeah. Paige, you've had a long time to prep this. It better be good. I was going to see if you would be interested in hearing a fun fact as our final words. Our interesting archaeology fact. I would love that. Proceed. So... Um, avocados almost went extinct many thousands of years ago. So there was a big mass extin extinction of large prehistoric uh, land mammals. So there's a reason why we don't have woolly mammoths or saber-toothed tigers. Uh, there used to be like big, almost like horse-like creatures, sort of almost like warthog-esque if you ever go to the Denver Museum of Nature and Science, there's a really good little section in the dinosaur area about the land mammal extinction. But basically, like, I want to say, like, two-thirds or one-third of all huge land mammals went extinct. And the way that avocados were kind of spread around would be that the animals would just eat an avocado whole and then poop out the pit and it would get planted as avocado trees. So all of the big land mammals dying stopped the spread of avocados and just their repopulation, their normal repopulation got, um, it got stopped basically. But because of human intervention, humans were like, we need these, these cannot go extinct. And like mass planting efforts, the avocados were saved. So avocados are so good that archaeological and archaic humans were like, we need to intervene to make sure these don't go extinct. And yeah. Thank you to the cavemen. I love guacamole. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Thank your local caveman today. <laughs> I have other fun archaeology facts, so if people are interested in hearing facts at the end, I'm also down for that. Or if you need me to tell you to not give up on your dreams and fly high, I'll also keep doing that. <laughs> Let us know. And we look forward to hearing from you. We'll see you next week for chapters four and five of Eclipse. Bye, y'all. Bye. Our amazing intro and outro music was performed by Danny Plowman and produced by Alberto Beltran. You can follow Danny at Danimal6, and that's six the word, not six the number, Danimal6 underscore on Instagram. Bye.